is Speaking with Gravity. I'm your co-host, Kervin. I'm D. I'm Ty. And we are a mental health podcast where we talk about how everything affects everything. I am a brother. I'm a son. I'm somebody's husband. I'm a little bit of everything, but I'm also a therapist. And as we talk about therapy and the things that we do and how mental health, mental health affects us, just remember, this is not therapy. It's a podcast. So now we're going to go over to our episode. Oh, no, we're not going to do an episode. We got guests. We got guests in the building. Yes. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves so I don't mess it up. I'm trying to figure out who I want to go with first. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go with, uh, he got his shirt on, so I guess I got to <laughs> go with him first. Smelling that smoke. Mr. Smell My Smoke. Go ahead. My name is Todd Damon, the owner of Smell My Smoke Barbecue and Catering out of Greenwood, South Carolina. All right. And my man next to me. Uh, my name is Craig Logan. Um, I'm the founder and executive director of BIC Solutions. Uh, BIC simply stands for Because I Can, and um, we are an educational consultant company. All right. All right. And we got these two guys on here to discuss this topic that we're going um, to have on today. But before we get into that, we're going to do what we call Twitter discussions, where we pull something either from Twitter or some other social media and just dialogue, dialogue about it for a second. D, you got that one. All right. So our Twitter discussion for today is um, a post that was made by Miss Josie Pickens. It says, I am tired of being tasked with applauding black men for finally growing up. Way, way too late, in parentheses, so y'all know she meant what she said. Mm. And seemingly <laughs> every damn time at the expense of black women's mind, bodies, and souls. What say ye? So y'all tell us what you, what y'all think about that discussion. Don't really <laughs> jump at one time. <laughs> um, you know, for me, you know, my my thought when I saw that was, we all learn at a different rate. You know, um, I am where I'm at now. I'm, I am where I'm at now. <laughs> I wasn't always like this, and it took me those experiences to get here um if you was a part of that you know so be it i I hate that you know i might have hurt somebody uh, along the way Uh, but the way i i had a choice to do some negative stuff you had a choice not to be a part of that negativity that i was giving out if i gave it out to you so you know um for this person that's that's saying this you know how often did she stay there for the long haul? And is that why she bitter? Um, hey, it's on you. You know, especially if I'm being honest. Now don't y'all leave me out here. <laughs> Let's say ye. Um I initially thought that she's bitter. Um I don't I don't necessarily think um every black man grows up when he's forty. Right, we do have the statistics of those who, you know, mature later in life. Um, but I think too as well, like that maturity comes in different phases. So it could have been like an emotional maturity. Um, but I mean, as far as the idea of being a provider or just going out, getting it, hustling, 
Um, I I just be interested in like the selection of guys she's been dealing with. Really. Mm. I think that's more of a personal. This sounds like more of a personal yeah. like yeah. experience that she's had in the past to me. Yeah. Well, y'all answered for me. <laughs> it's, it, it do sound like a personal, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, she's been building that up for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, she said she tired. Yeah, she's tired. She tired of applauding black men. And then she, I mean, she put a lot of people in yeah. there. Um, but, you know, again, we we have our experiences. We we have our experiences to get to the point we're at. Do you want to say something in her defense? <laughs> what say ye? Um, I, I, I'm not going to speak in her defense, nor am I going to speak of a post to her. I think um, there is a lot behind this post. I think it, it, it goes with bitterness, but I think there's some more behind that bitterness, and I think it's a defense mechanism as well because – I do think, and I hear what you guys saying, sometimes we expose ourselves to people who intentionally hurt us, whether they know it consciously or unconsciously. And so um, I go on about that, but it really just a lot behind that post. I I felt what this was coming from, but I think it's a different way of of expressing that um, because I think it's important that we applaud our black men, um, especially in a society that constantly breaks them down. So that's really needed because everybody needs to be feel supported and empowered in some mechanism. So I felt what sis was saying, but I, I, I think she could have said it a little bit different. Yeah, um, before Ty jump in here, I want to say too, sometimes we as men are just being hard-headed. Right. We do know better. We, we've been taught um, and we just choose to be hard-headed. Now, if you reinforce that hard-headedness, by not taking yourself away from us or giving us what we want, that is on you. Right. And that allows us to be hard-headed a little bit longer. So, yeah. I just think, honestly, um, again, she has a right to feel however she feels based off of her experiences with black men. Um, but to me, it's first is a little vague because she's saying black men, with applauding black men for finally growing up, way too late with this finally growing up until you know what i'm saying are we talking about from a emotional standpoint financial standpoint yeah. what does that mean so it's a little great for me um but i ain't gonna sign up to do anything that i don't want to do so again it's definitely personal you know because she said i am tired of being tasked so it's a good thing that she didn't generalize all black women you know because i ain't signing up for something that i don't want to do but like they say it's definitely important to praise and applaud particularly my man and other black mm. men that I know who are excelling and who are finally growing up because we all grow at different stages of life. And I think that's where you have to take into account an individual's upbringing, you know? So what may be too late for you may be the right time for that individual. So I, mm, yeah. I, I want to bookmark yeah. um, what you said. We have to come back, maybe not on this episode, maybe another one. But when you said what is growing up, that's kind of deep. It was deep. Yeah. What is growing up? You know, f- you know, I was out, I went to college right out of high school. So I appeared to be growing up, right. but I wasn't. Right. And then I had to learn how to manage money. I had to learn how to protect and provide, even though I had those examples uh, in front of me uh, with my dad. I still had to learn how to do it. And you had to but choose to do it, too. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Every day is a growth. You know? mm-hmm. Every day is a growth. You just can't say I've grown. Everybody can learn something every day. Mm-hmm. For growth. So. All right, sister. Well, to Miss Josie, peace and healings to you on your journey. <laughs> oh yeah, and Again, I think she's a writer. Story. I think oh. she's a writer. She, 
I got this from an article that was written about Jay-Z and his whole, um, okay. the last album he did, and he was talking about cheating and stuff like that. So she wrote that in there about his progression. Okay. Like everybody's applauding him on his progression, but like, how old is he? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, although you know he didn't just now grow up, but uh, yeah, that's that's where that came that came from. But yeah, she she definitely got some stuff, some heat behind her on yeah. that. All right. So next up, um, they kind of set us up for this uh, episode that we're going to talk about. Um, Ty's going to give us that quote of a data of the hour. So the QD of the hour. This is just another version of our fun facts, which is just information for you to be able to give to your family, friends, colleagues, coworkers, church members, whoever. Research indicates that children whose caretakers express warmth and are predictably responsive tend to form an attachment marked by a list of positive traits. These children have high levels of self-esteem, trust, emotional stability, resilience, and tend to be free from anxiety. They are also empathic, compassionate, and form friendships easily in childhood and intimate relationships as adults. So she said all that to, to say, to some degree, there's an argument out there that we are a product of our environment, good or bad. You can grow up from a churchy background, I lie myself, or with a violent background. Your environment consists of your parents, peers, where you grew up, and the era you grew up in, uh, 80s, 90s baby right here, <laughs> it is often argued that our goals and decisions are heavily influenced by other people and our environment. When we rep where we are from, are we in agreement that we are who we are because of where we are from? So the topic today is where I'm from, a product of my society. What, what is, well, first of all, let me, let me back up. Um, Craig, tell me where you from. Greenwood. Greenwood. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. And Mr. Smell My Smoke, where you from? Something, South Carolina. Low uh, country. Oh, low country. <laughs> uh, what, what did you learn or what, what did you gain from being from something? What I gained? Yeah. What you learned, what you gained, what, how did it make you who, who you are? I was who born you and raised. Is. It made me the man I am. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, you know. They come with the screech, you get good education, and you're also a game cock, you dig? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. But, you know, being in a lower state, is that different from the low country? Is it different from the upstate, in, in your opinion? Yeah, how, I mean, how, how you... How you how man, you, we like rice. <laughs> Y'all just want vegetable and meat. We like meat and rice and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I now, like rice. <laughs> and you actually stay in the low country. I was going to say, so it's interesting because <laughs> you grew up down there and now you're here. I grew up in Greenwood and now I reside in Charleston. Crazy. Too, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely find Short a difference in, um, in just growing up in the upstate. And I work with youth in Charleston, so it's a way different set of youth that you're dealing with, you know? It's a lot more city life as well mm. versus a lot of country. <laughs> um, and so it, for me, leaving Greenwood, going to Charleston was like, okay, it's it's a lot more right here in South Carolina. You're right. Um, and so I definitely got to experience a lot. And like I said, just working with the youth, you see youth in Charleston grow up a whole lot faster than you see in Greenwood. 
So do you see some of the same stuff? Absolutely. With the, with the youth, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think some of the same issues, just that any youth are going to just handle anywhere, you know, that's um, finding yourself, just being accepted, um, working amongst peers, um, peer pressure, influences. Um, I think all those are going to be. I think that just ha that happens wherever you are just for youth because that's just the point of you trying to find yourself. You're still figuring stuff out about your life, what you don't like, what you do like. So I don't necessarily think that changes it, but I do think it adds another layer to it because you could be exposed to a whole lot more in a more city life. So just just flat out, Todd, are you, are you are who you, as Jay-Z say, uh, Man, you are who you are when you got here. To which, to me, when I hear that, I hear like I'm made up this way. No matter where you drop me, no matter where you put me in the world, that's that's who I am. Would you say it's more like that, or is it more environment? It's more like that because who I am, who I am. You can put me in anywhere on God's green earth, and I triple my work. And so, and something <laughs> built me, so I can't change from nobody else. I could be me. You know, I talk a little fast, I stutter a little bit, but at the end of the day, I'm still me. Take it or leave it, you know? What do you think? Um, I, I agree. I think, um, I think we are definitely shaped by our environments. I think um, regardless of where you are, a lot of the foundational stuff in which you learn growing up, you learn during your youth and adolescent years. I think those things are what what grounds you. I think experiences give you the opportunity to, you know, shape and, you know, maybe add on or, you know, strengthen or strengthen some of the weaknesses that you may have or that you may that you may not have had an opportunity to be exposed to growing up in a smaller city. But I think the foundation of who you are definitely is shaped by where you are raised. So that being said, you know, uh, financially, I would say, financially I would say uh, African Americans are not as well off as other people. So is that because of how we built? Yeah, because it's, it's I feel like you saying more environment, and Todd, I feel like you saying more genetics, right? Mm -hmm. So then if we're not financially uh, stable or we don't know how to, I don't even want to say we don't know how to take money and flip it, because to, to some degree you see that, but then, like, who who owns most mm -hmm. of everything? Well, you mm -hmm. got to think about, you know, as being a black man, you know, black people have a lot. Mm -hmm. Had? Had. And still have. We still have, you know? It just, you have to choose where you're gonna put it. That's mm. it. What you mean? What, what you I mean is that you a millionaire in my eyes, but you don't see it. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? So, I could be a one dollar man to you, but you a million dollar man to me, you did. Okay, you just know. It's, it get deeper. You know, went all abstract on me. <laughs> I got you. Um, Ty and, and uh, D, help me out here. Uh, what do y'all say about it? 
as far as just nature nature nurture versus nurture you know that's that's how we learned it in school right i think i'm in agreement with craig i'm originally from gaffney shout out to the big peach um that's, and yeah, yeah it's gaffney okay <laughs> <laughs> um is that considered lower state upstate this upstate it's, it's upstate, upstate. yeah upstate. but not upstate. to be confused with spartanburg those are two separate areas um they're the same to me yeah um so born and raised let me correct that born in north carolina basically raised from birth i think my mom may move two days later or whatever but um born and raised in my opinion in gaffney and stayed there till i came to college i really do think gaffney shaped who i am because there was a lot of things i experienced in gaffney and really taught me how to respond to some situations but that person evolved when i relocated from that area um, it showed me that there was more to the world than what I had just saw. And you know, that pe everybody didn't live how I live. Um, everybody didn't, you know, consider family like I consider family. Like I call somebody my sister and we ain't blood, but for a lot of people, that's strange to them. But for me, that's what it's always been. That's how I've always been. And it's nothing. Everybody in Gaffney is cousins, whether you're really blood related or not, everybody cousins. <laughs> right. And so, um, those principles, I believe, help me later on in life because to me, when I connect with a person, that's family. We're not just friends, that's fam. So if you need me and I need you, that's how we roll. And I think those foundationals, they carry me wherever I go now. So I'm like Mr. Todd, I can go anywhere and I'm gonna still be true to myself. But I do think because I was able to see different places, I went to Charleston for a little bit. Shout out to my Charleston people, <laughs> Miss Judy and Mackenzie for carrying me. Um, it really exposed me to difference. Uh, Charleston taught me I, I ain't all that, because <laughs> uh, they don't play down there. They're a little bit more rougher down there in Charleston when you from, from up here. Um, low country, they different. Um, they take stuff more literal, let me just say that. Loyalty. Yeah, they they don't play. They, they stick to their own, and, and until you prove yourself, yeah. you're an outcast. And so um, that's one of the things that I really appreciate, though, because I appreciate just being that exposure. So. I definitely can feel where both of them are coming from. I think genetics and environment make a, it does a lot for people. What you say, Todd? <laughs> I'm from Greenwood. Yep. Born and the raised. Yeah. Right. Um, I believe it's a combination of both. And I know through our profession, there's been a lot of conversations about what nature versus nurture, particularly in cognitive development. Um, and gene activity plays a role in, and I'm not gonna say that it doesn't, but I guess as I get older and evolve, like Craig said, definitely my environment has and had, well had and has an influence on the individual that I am now. Um, but my experiences also came just through personal evolution, you know, evolving, going to different places, uh, being exposed to different things and and taking from those experiences to, you know, evolving to the individual that I am. So I think it's a combination of both, um, you know, yeah, yeah. but I guess definitely that more innate quality, you know, knowing who you are. Um, and as you continue to, I guess, to evolve, although my environment has shaped you know, the individual that I am. I think also too, now knowing just because I am in a certain environment, doesn't necessarily mean I 
I do certain things. I don't really know how I'm trying to articulate. I have to become it, a part yeah. of that environment. Yeah, in you. a sense, you know, because I feel like I am a part of the environment, though. You know, I, I still am a part of the environment. However, just because these things are going on in my environment, I'm not going to say they don't affect me, but obviously they do to where I'm, I'm moving differently. So I don't know. Because you can have people within the same environment who at sale. You're right, and I think yeah. that goes back again to that innate quality, you know what I'm yeah. saying, like who I am, but it definitely shapes it, you know what I mean? It, I, f- I feel like yeah. that, that innate thing that you, you keep talking referring to, that's, a, that's our foundation. Mm-hmm. Like that's, we, are, we have a foundation of a person that's resilient. Uh, we have a foundation of somebody who um, maybe have an open mind or something like that, but then it's brought out by your environment. Like, um, I think I'm a comedian. I think I'm outgoing. But I didn't think that growing up. Mm. You know, I was kind of like, you know, very very quiet, very shy. And then once I got out and experienced, you know, other little things, you know, you got people, the environment. You know, I said something about reinforcement earlier. Sometimes your environment reinforces things that you, you have innately that right. wasn't necessarily brought out. And then you're reinforced, you know. People laugh at me. I'm gonna keep telling them jokes, <laughs> whether I, whether they really whack or not. If people laugh and I think I'm funny, um, or I think I'm cool, once it, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, man, when is you gonna stop about this? But um, but your your uh, environment ultimately, I think I, I kind of just said it. It reinforces or brings out things through reinforcement uh, of things that you do. Um, you about to say I, th- I think, but I think it, it also is key what Ty was talking about exposure because mm. I think that shifts a lot of things. Oh, Sometimes yeah. you can't change your environment, but you can still be exposed to a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Like you know, growing up in the household, it, it, there was so many things. Like if you'd have asked me about sushi when I was younger, nobody in my household ate right. sushi. So you eat sushi? Yeah, for hmm. real, for real. Yeah, and so, but when I, I got older. It. I got exposed to something and I realized sushi sushi is a whole different beast as a whole and it's not just one type of sushi so you know most people just refer to it as raw but it's cooked sushi it's, it's different stuff and when you it's really dope <laughs> like I really like it but it, again I never had that exposure so this whole time I'm going thinking that's beneath me or that's something I wouldn't do but it's just a whole different world when you get that exposure and I think that's the difference of um, what we do is our experiences and our environment shape us, but that, that exposure creates our mind and it that allows us to advance, that allows us to bridge, that allows us to go beyond what we see every day. You know, especially that smoked salmon in it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yes. Uh, when you said that, uh, it was leading me to a question. I don't know if I'm, I'm, if I'm gonna re- phrase it correctly, but you know, um, growing up, you were here is one, two, three, four percent of black people that are engineers or psychologists. Um, but then you go to the NBA and it's like 86% of us. Is that genetics or is that environment? And then a little bit of it you kind of answering because you like exposure. How many times are we exposed to being an engineer? Mm-hmm. How many times are we exposed to being a psychologist? You know, like this platform is kind of good because you got you can have different people on here and then actually expose them um, in, in that way or that shape, form, or, or manner. But 
it's it's real exposure is really big. When y'all say that, that's a big deal. You don't think about all the jobs that's in the world that we can do, but yet we kind of fall on teach being teachers, mm-hmm. being athletes, uh, or whatever else you know that we commonly do. And then you know, me and you talk about all the time not being monolithic. It seems like we're monolithic because we're not exposed to X, you know, X thing out there or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just want to throw that in. I ain't even asked the question. But when you said exposure, that just had my mind running with that one. <laughs> um, how do y'all feel about um, the environment being created? I think, um, Ty, you alluded to the fact of uh, environment within an environment. So you can be in um, you can be in a situation where there's um, there's violence, or you can be in a situation where um, the economics are not as great and still come out at selling. Is it because, <laughs> I keep going back to this, is it because of the environment within that environment being your home? Or is it because you're so innately like, I'm, I'm determined to make it out, like willpower. I'm gonna <laughs> will myself to this. And we got to, to Two business owners here, so oh, let, yeah, yeah, let, yeah, let yeah, them yeah. explore what what made it different for. What for made it different? <clears throat> um, I mean, I, I think just when you were asking the question, um, I kind of revisit my time right after school, where I served um, as a director of a leadership academy, and this was in Charleston. Um, it was in a particular area in Charleston that has the highest child poverty rate per square capital in South Carolina. So you think about violence, you think about, again, very low educational backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's, similar, it, it, it's similar to Greenwood in a sense, in some areas, right? Um, but in this academy, you know, exposure was the number one piece that we used to allow the kids to understand that what you see around you is not your ending process Mm -hmm. and so that exposure came from going just out to eat Mm -hmm. going on college tours every Mm -hmm. spring break we would take a spring break tour um and i think what that does for them is you know although i am in this environment but i have i think it gives them the ability to dream and understand Mm -hmm. that man all i got to do really is tap into what i want to do um, and I think even me, myself as well, just growing up within Greenwood, and I think the process of becoming a business owner, no one in my family was a business owner, yeah. mm. you know, and, I, and, and for me, it was just about creating that idea, creating the sense of what it looked like, what I wanted it to look like, what I wanted my time, what I wanted my freedom to look like. And a big portion of that was so that my nieces and nephews could see that, hey, you don't necessarily have to be a doctor or a teacher right. or just the standard quo, but whatever it is that you want to do, you have the ability to do it. And and I think presenting a role model, mm-hmm. allowing people, you know, having being that role model for them so that they can see that. Because, again, I necessarily didn't have that. Growing up, a lot of people in my family were not that, but now I'm not the only one in my family who is a business owner. Right. So, you know, I think, again, it's just stepping outside of that. And I think that, for me, exposure trumps almost everything. Were, were you the first business owner? Yeah. Okay. And then somebody followed suit. 
Um, I was the first business owner, and then um, I had a cousin who he's now kind of in the real estate, and that okay. kind of just it's, it kind of naturally happened. We had kind of talked about it, um, but now again we have a business owner in the family. We have somebody who's in real estate in the family. So between cousins and nieces and nephews, if it's something that they want to do, I think just providing an outlet. They believe they can do it. They can do it, and even if like okay, they want to go in be a doctor we may not have doctors in the family but i think okay within my network i can connect you to certain people who are yeah. in that track work and yeah. exposing them to that todd what about you what about me the wheel <laughs> was the wheel the wheel brought you out or a change in environment coming up to the upstate that's what did <laughs> greenwood nah, the, the power was there you know every everyone got a path mm -hmm. a path i mean um and my past went deep so when you um, get tired of being sick and tired, mm -hmm. going through the same motion every day and every day, you gonna want better for yourself sooner or later. You know, there's some things like I said on here, but I'm not sure not to. But smell my smoke, just say it wasn't born; it was in me already. Mm -hmm. You did. God put. Can I use that on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Right, so <laughs> you know, God put everybody with a talent. You got to figure out what it is. So with my talent, I love to cook. So you see my mother cook. And like, why are you cooking for the whole project? All these people eating all our food up in here, you know? That's something she loved to do. So, you know, it ran through me. So when I got hold to cooking with my grandfather, slaughtering the hogs and all this, I said, okay, then I see what they're doing. But it's got to be in you. Something in you will make you smile gonna make you happy doing what you do. Cause I'm not gonna be happy picking up no canes. I like picking up ribs. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. That's just me. But it's it's in you, it's it's deep. It's deeper than what people think. You just gotta find what you wanna do in life. Like I said, you can go to college, but college sometimes ain't gonna help you. Be happy. Oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, you I'm done. No, I, it's so crazy that you're saying that because on the way up here, just something that I was just thinking about. When thinking about this was that um, sometimes your situations look bigger than your purpose. Mm. And I think that's something that, even once you find your purpose, I think as, as you evolve and grow into how to necessarily walk in your purpose, um, that's a, that's like a daily thing. That's something that we all go through, even now. Right. You know, sometimes right. our just situation is like, okay, you know, I'm here now. I've done X, Y, and Z, but dang, I just either you may not feel like you're doing enough, mm -hmm. or you know, you're not doing it quick enough. Right. Um, but I just think like I, I know sometimes that that sometimes it's the case, and that's why I, again go back. Kind of exposure is just saying that that exposure piece is super important because. If all you see is your situation, hmm. sometimes that situation, and, and for some people, it, it does. That for some people, they never get beyond the situation mm -hmm. and never really tap into purpose. Um, but yeah, sometimes your situation can cloud purpose. Well, dude, changing yourself means changing your environment. Do you have to change your environment to change yourself? Yep. Mm. You have to change your circle. Mm. You have to change your circle. Not changing yourself, but you have to change the people you will, the family member you will, 
Cause you know every every family got them people gonna hold their hands out. Yeah. I don't even care. You know, if you got two dollars over here, they want they want two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so two you 50. know you gonna have to change something about you mm. when you're trying to grow. Mm-hmm. So and the environment would be one of them. Environment would be yeah. one of them. Would you? I, I, I agree with Ty, and I think environment, because initially when you said environment, I'm thinking our surroundings, Physical, but right. Ty is talking, you know, networking, you know, you got to right. really change it. So I think environment on all aspects is mm-hmm. super important in order for that growth to happen. Because um, if you're around dead people, man, and you have a dream, <laughs> you they can gonna keep kill having it. that dream, <laughs> but like eventually a little bit every time you go around them and you say you want to do something, and they give you a negative comment to it. It's like they chipping away at that drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why you want to do that? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to go and start a business? Uh, I like my regular paycheck coming in. Mm. You know. Come on now. And like that's honestly, <laughs> I, that was a whole conversation I had one time <laughs> with a good friend. And I was I understood that, but if I wasn't secure in what I who I was mm-hmm. and my purpose, then I would have went back out and just. Is that, how, how do you change? So, all right, I get that. I definitely get that all the way. So how do you change that environment or that network, right? Do you just let everybody go? No, I think the biggest thing is you learn people's purpose in your life. Mm-hmm. Everybody yep. can be your you don't have to disconnect from right. every single person. You still need people, but you learn what you share with those people. Like I say, oh, all yeah. friendships ain't yeah. the same, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. can, you know, well, I got friends, but everybody don't know the same information. Some people can't get the vulnerable side of me because they'll abuse it. So, you know, they still get a portion of me, but they don't get everything about me. Some people's vision is minimal, so I can't share with them everything that I'm working on. And I keep in my mind, I can't be the smartest person in the room. Yeah. It always has to be somebody in that room smarter than me. Somebody who is not intimidated by the knowledge I already have. Therefore, therefore they're gonna use their knowledge and pour into me whether they realize it or not. Right. So if I go in the room and I'm sitting with other people that are already business owners, they're gonna pour into me because they're gonna be talking about their business, the steps they had to take. If I go into somebody who really ain't even thinking about a business, we're going to probably be looking at MK purses, which is cool because I still <laughs> like them, right? So yeah. I, I, when I want to purse shop, I'm coming for you. Yeah. But when I really want to grow myself and expand, I got to come sit in a different room mm-hmm. and a different platform. Yeah. And I think the most important thing I've learned in life is you can outgrow people, and that's okay. It doesn't mean I have to disrespect you. It don't mean I have to speak ill to your name. I just understand we've shifted. I still can be cordial with you. Just we can't spend extensive time together because – I have changed, and when I think about changing your environment, I think that can be physical and mental, right? When you're changing your environment, you really have to change the way you think about your environment. So if I'm still seeing my environment as a place I want to be, then regardless of whether I move physically to a different location, I'm going to still stay the same. I mm. think what happens is, is when we move mentally to a different place, and then we move to another location, and we open ourselves up, creating that exposure, now we change. Now we create this opportunity because you're gonna go in people who are gonna support you. Then you're gonna go with people who don't care nothing about what you're doing, right? People who are gonna talk bad about you. And like Craig said, you still gotta be able to believe in yourself. People who are gonna try to tell you you're wasting your time. You still gotta be able to say, I might be, but this is what I wanna do and this is for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm setting setting leg legacy. I'm changing. I'm changing the thing. So that's just my thought. 
It's always so, a season. Yeah. It's always a season. It's not like you cutting no one off, you know, because if I'm winning, I want everybody winning who I used to deal with. You know, I'm gonna try to encourage them to get better. You know, mm -hmm. I was at a place at the bottom. If I'm at the bottom, I'm trying to make everybody grow. If you grow before me, I'm happy. Right. I don't done my part in life. You mm -hmm. see, that's just me, my opinion. But like I said, everybody do have a season. Yeah, and I'm a witness to that. Uh, he has encouraged me on several levels of just trying to be a business owner. And we didn't even know each other what until, what, two years ago? Right. And then just, you know, interacting and being engaged with each other, man. And sometimes he'll call. I'm thinking he called just to trip trip out. And he calling to give an encouraging words. And that, that's that been big um, for me, and I appreciate that. Um, and then it goes back to, you know, what you were saying about being – not being the smartest person in the room, which means you got to be uncomfortable to some degree. Mm. Uh, you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So you got to, you know, actually start adding people to your to your network that can help lead and guide you in the direction that you ultimately want to go. What you just said about you got to get out that comfort because you're comfortable, you ain't going to grow. Right. You're used to where you at. Yeah. I'm not yeah. used to where I'm at. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't want to stay here forever. That's easy. Yeah. Let's eat, Let's eat together. <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to come to a closing. Ty, did you want to uh, add something? All right, I mean, I think y'all pretty much hit the nail on the head. Mm. Knowing self, you know, um, when you identify your purpose, because some people, they don't have a purpose. They feel they don't have a purpose. You know, they're not, I guess it's optimistic, and it could be because of the environment that they are in or their surroundings of people who may not see their vision and being mindful everybody not gonna see your vision mm -hmm. your vision is your vision mm -hmm. you know and it's up to you to follow through with it and like you said Ty, be mindful all right they ain't growing with me i gotta change things a little differently even if i'm still inside my same bubble um, i think perception is everything too um challenging your thought process how you view things is important um but yeah i don't want to repeat everything that's been said but yeah i like how you said your vision is your vision you know um because everybody's not going to see it, even though it's plain as day to mm. you. Yeah. Everybody's not going to see that, man. They're not going to see it. They can't un because they're not seeing it. They're not going to be able to understand it. If they're not going to be able to understand it, how are they going to be encouraged? Mm -hmm. uh, and then you mess around and lose out because of that. Um, but uh, I think we kind of um, covered everything that we needed to, c to cover overall. But before we um, leave and get out of here, I want to give. Um, both Craig and Todd a chance to tell us a little bit more about themselves and what they're doing uh, and use this platform at this at this point in time. So Craig, I'm gonna let you go ahead and, and, and start it off. Check, check. Um, <laughs> I'm Craig, man. So <clears throat> born and raised in Greenwood. Um, I've been working in Charleston now for about 10 years. The sole purpose of what I do is development, youth leadership development. And um, as I mentioned, I ran the Leadership Academy for about eight years, <clears throat> and I really got to a point of where I could do it in my sleep, mm. and I wasn't really growing, and I saw people behind me that was ready for growth. So I think another big mm. part of growth is knowing when to transition, mm. knowing when to get out of the way too as well. And um, what that allowed me to do is really uh, focus on being an entrepreneur. One goal of mine before I hit 30 was to be a business owner. and. Um, like Ty said, uh, 
it's already in you. So even with Big, right? Um, I know me, Taisha Jarvie, and Courtney started an organization um, called Young Difference Makers. And when we talked about that, I used Big as an idea for the name. Mm. And so it's so crazy because once I really start to really develop big, it came back to me and it was like, it just wasn't the right season for big. Um, so with big, what we do is we um, encourage young people. Um, we are a social and emotional program. Um, we just ran our first pilot program for an after school curriculum that I was able to develop with a couple other people. And so um, that's just really, that's yeah, well, it's in Charleston, but honestly, it's, this was online, so okay. it's, the um, curriculum is uh, maneuverable. We can do it in person or online, especially with the pandemic happening. Um, and so just being able to maneuver from being a coordinator and then being a business owner just was super amazing. And just going through that process. So uh, we just launched our college track program because I found there's a lot of studies or a lot of attention on kids when they're in schools but when they get out of school it's just like they're dropped off the edge of a cliff yeah right. um and so our college program we have 10 students in this cohort it's our first pilot program um majority of those students are at claflin in south carolina state and so we are just <laughs> we're just assisting them in that um we're plugging them into um people in our networks who can assist them with making decisions you know about college courses, things they should be doing outside of that, just to really set them up. So y'all, y'all kind of follow their college career, yeah. Okay, and then yeah. give them a little guidance. Okay, yeah, awesome. that's that's big. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's real right. big, uh, especially if they're first generation. College and a lot of them are first yeah. generation. So it's just like FAFSA, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but yeah, it's really cool, and um, it's just been really, it's a, it's been an awesome process. It's been a, um, a, a, a spiritual process, and I know it's like something that I'm supposed to be doing, you know. So I'm just glad I'm in the right season to be doing that. But you can ch check us out also on Instagram at Big Solutions, and also on Facebook too as well. And and you 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 mentioned Young Difference Makers. Are y'all still doing something? So we uh, we do a holiday giveaway every year. It's around December, um, and so we did one last year. We uh, partnered with. Um, Hoop, we call him Hoop Jamar. Yeah. Um, and we did it out there too as well. But again, it's just really just giving back. Uh, I think when we started it, the whole purpose of it was just allowing kids from the community to see that you can be from Greenwood, you can go off and do whatever you want to do, but giving back and the service aspect of it is still super important. I appreciate that. And that's you and Ty are on that, right? Me, Ty, Jarvie. Yeah. Plug Ty. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. All right. Mr. Smell, my smoke with the T-shirt. That's right. Pow. <laughs> my name is Todd Damon, the owner of Smell My Smoke Barbecue out of Greenwood, South Carolina. Yes, I'm originally from Sumter, South Carolina. I still got shot my hometown out. You know, I got love for my team. But yeah, um, I got a lot of people I get a shout out to. My wife is one. She got my back with a grown man. It's a grown woman, you know. And my mother, my, or my team, man, it won't be no Smell My Smoke without my team. It's not Todd Damon, it's the whole team. I can call out the names, Lisa, Wendy, Anita, you know, and like he just said, Jamar, um, Crawford, you know, with Next Level, you know, I help sponsor Next Level um, Lifestyle and, you know, trying to save the youth at the community in Greenwood. And- How can they find you? They can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or 
803-413-8290 at Todd Damon. I smell my smoke barbecue. I'll go to Gmail. Okay, okay. Established 2015, that's what the shirt say. Yeah, man. Can I get the shirt too? Get a shirt, man. I got a um, hat for you right now, brother. Oh, okay. Can we let our viewers see the hat and merchandise that you have? But um, I just brought one for um. Uh, <laughs> we didn't know the camera, you know, those who I just brought one in. for him, but um, I have to get y'all two ladies one later. Um, I brought Curve a Smell My Smoke hat. Nice. That's what I'm um sending for my business. If y'all would like one, you can contact Curve or myself, or you can inbox me on Facebook or call the number 803-413-8290. Show the young lady right here. That just one of the styles and one of the colors. Yeah, that's so a, that's if you a want good a hat, look. just let me know. Yeah, that's a real good look. Um, Winston, do we have uh, some shirts back there? What size you? What size you say you wear? Uh, large. Large. And you wear four X. I'm a big guy, man. I like three X. Oh, appreciate it. <laughs> All right, and uh, we got yeah. a couple of shirts here. I think we gave y'all two different shirts. The first one. It says um, meaningful conversations, meaningful dialogue. I mean, excuse me, difficult conversation, meaningful dialogue, which is what we try to do here on this podcast and on the back of it to let y'all know that it's a podcast. And that one says sit with a the therapist. The conversation is different. And, of course, the back says uh, speaking with gravity. We didn't iron in anything like that when planning to put it put it out there for y'all. But I appreciate y'all for coming on. And we also have Smell My Smoke. Oh, see, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Smell My Smoke. That was 2015 shirts. All right. We appreciate y'all coming out <laughs> and being with us and um, speaking on this topic of where I'm from. I'm a product of my society. I think we kind of um, beat a dead horse here um, with this one. But, again... Thank y'all for coming out. Y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but y'all here with us, and we appreciate that. Um, also, remember the Gravity Counseling Group provides a BIPOC wellness group every fourth Monday of the month. And subscribe to uh, Speaking with Gravity on Facebook or Instagram. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. We out.